Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Hey, Sahara, welcome to Business Your Way. Hi, thanks for having me. Nice to have you here. I'm excited to dive into our conversation today. But to kickstart us off, can you tell us a bit about what you do, who you serve, and how you make your moolah? I am an integrated wellness specialist, and I take many, many facets of the healing world and mix them all together in a big bag that I use to unlock the Rubik's cube that are my clients and their bodies and their beliefs and their health and wellness. Yeah. I like to mix everything up. I myself have a hard time finding that one thing ever really, like there's no one size fits all. There's no like one cure for anything. So when people come to me and they, they're talking about a situation they're going on, they're going to get some nutrition, some Ayurveda, some body work, some meditation, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's that's what I do and how I do it and how I make my moolah. And do you work with clients one-on-one or how do you work with your clients? It kind of varies. It depends on the setting. So I work with lots of clients one-on-one. Some of them come to me through Ayurveda or energy work or massage. And that's a very one-on-one thing. Some of them come to me from yoga. You know, I've been a yoga teacher for 20 years and I've made a lot of one-on-one clients that way, but also I love working in the group setting. I love workshops. Anytime I can get a group of people together and explore any aspects of ourselves, that is my jam. (laughs) So that's your background, yoga teacher. Is that what you've always done? I mean, I started teaching yoga 20 years ago and that moved into massage through Ayurveda. So I think my intention when I I started off on my journey out of high school and was like, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, My intention was to be a performer. I was a professional dancer and singer and I traveled over the world doing that. And then like the universe does, it uh, has bigger plans for you and it's going to lead you down the path it wants you to go, whether you whether you go happily skipping along or kicking and screaming. And I went kicking and screaming. I had to have multiple injuries, get hit by a car, have no other options, have Western medicine fail me in every way possible for me to go, oh yeah, there's something else out here. Let's explore this. And it just drew me right in and I've been doing natural medicine ever since okay that that's you know a a good progressional story of you know where where your journey started explain to me a bit more about Ayurveda like that's new to me yeah so are you familiar with Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. yes so it's essentially the same thing 
it, that whole area of the world, Asia into kind of the Middle East, all had the same medicinal idea. So they work with the five elements, air, ether, fire, water, and earth, and using the plants that are in the area and the tools that they had available to them. It, it, so it's varying based on your climate, based on what plants you have available to you. But it all went underground when the English colonized all those areas. And as it went underground, different pieces were lost. So you do find Ayurvedic acupuncture, but it's pretty rare. In the south of Ayurveda, you're going to get very vegetarian food. In the north, you're going to get a mix of Tibetan culture, command Tibetan medicine. You're going to get much more meat-based and then you're going to move into China where it's going to be very herb-based. So it, like I find Ayurveda has much more to do with food than Chinese medicine, but they have the same theory. And I started in Chinese medicine and I was cooking all the herbs and <laughs> taking all the, all the pills. And it was just, it was too much for me. I'm a very food-driven animal. So when I found, I stumbled across Ayurveda accidentally in a yoga teacher training, did my consultation with the woman who would eventually become my teacher and was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And it's so easy because I'm food driven. So I can understand, like, add a little more cilantro, add a little more dill, stay away from this. It was, if you do eat this, then just make sure you balance with this tea. Like, it just was like, oh my God, this is easy. This is common sense for me. And that's how I really got into it was it was just so easy to manipulate your food. It's much easier for me to manipulate my food than it is to take a bunch of supplements essentially mm. is what it came down to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And we've got various forms of body work in Ayurveda. It's very oily. There's lots of oil and steaming and boluses. It's a lot of fun <laughs> to it be an Ayurvedic sounds, body worker. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a lot of fun and very holistic in its approach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It looks at you from a whole body standpoint. It is not, I mean, that's what holistic medicine is. Like I just put a W in front of holistic because it's looking at a whole body piece. It's not just looking at your symptoms because in Ayurveda and in Chinese medicine, your symptoms are just clues that you need to read and follow those clues to understand the bigger picture of what's causing the dis-ease in the body. So everything that is happening, that is a dis-ease is coming from a place where you haven't been paying attention, where you've been ignoring yourself. There's something called crimes against wisdom we talk about in Ayurveda. And that's when you ignore yourself. It's when your intuition tells you something and you ignore it. It's the moment where you're like, well, I could eat breakfast today, or I could not eat anything and grab a candy bar later <laughs> or a coffee. And you know, you know that if you just took the 10 minutes to eat that breakfast, you set yourself up for success, but it's so much easier to go that route of dis-ease, but that eventually is going to take you into a bigger picture. I mean, that is so true. I a hundred percent agree with you because I look at food as how that sustains my everyday activity rather than what's easy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So tell me about how you've got into business. So have you always been in business? How long have you had your own business? I think I've always had my own business. I never did well working for other people. I've been working since I was 14. I'm American. So you can start working at 14. And I had multiple jobs while I was in school and then like three or four summer jobs at a clip. I never did really well. 
working for other people. I just, for me, I was like, I don't understand why we're doing it this way. This doesn't make any sense. So I kind of always had a leader mentality of like, can we fix this? Can we all just stop and fix this? I know how to fix this. I want to try to fix this. And then I moved, uh, after I got off tour, I moved down to New York City and was working odd jobs as you do when you're in theater. (laughs) So yeah, I always kind of was working for myself because even if I had a job where I was working for someone else, it was supporting my main goal which was performance. And really that's that it, you are your own business. And from there I made connections and started a children's dance company. So yeah, it was just came very natural. It, it never seems like I haven't worked for myself. So started a children's dance company. I just heard you slip that in there. So <laughs> let's go back there and explore that a little bit. So you had to relinquish your own dance career. And so then thought you would start a children's dance company how would that go well I didn't get I didn't relinquish my own dance career at that point that was just part of it oh okay okay (laughs) I yeah I met another woman she was from the west coast I was from the east coast we called it we dance because it was also like for we we people (laughs) we little kids um and we fell into that through a cafe we were both working at one of the musicians we became fast friends with her she ran a music program at the local JCC and it was a multicultural music program. And we came in and started doing choreography with the kids. And from there, we were like, we tried to expand. We were like, okay, what, what can we do? We want to work with kids. We really enjoy working with kids. So that's kind of, again, it's just like the universe just kind of takes you where you need to go if you let it. <laughs> mm. How long did you run that kids dance program? We ran it for about a year. And then I decided to head to California mm-hmm. and I moved away, <laughs> left everything behind. I got that call to move to California. And um, that's really where the holistic stuff came in was that moment. Right. So I had, I had been exposed to yoga and I had been teaching movement and yoga to kids in New York, but it was when I got to California and really like, I was in San Francisco. That is just the holistic Mecca, (laughs) all of the, all of the crunchy granola, you know, esoteric things uh, I found there. Okay. And so working mainly offline rather than online, what did that balance look like back then? Oh yeah. I mean, we're talking early two thousands. So I, there, nothing was online. I I had, I I didn't even have a flip phone yet. (laughs) (laughs) One of those like little Nokia, just like uh, four inch things. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all, yeah, I mean, there, there was no such thing as online at that point. It was person to person. It was people you meet in coffee shops and in health food stores and on the beach. And I loved that. Oh my God. I loved that. <laughs> you have transitioned your business to be online. Tell me a bit more about how that works for you now around you're working offline in a traditional one-on-one person to person interaction, as well as doing online workshops, group work. Tell me yeah. a bit about that balance of what your business looks like at the moment. So as COVID sent everybody online, I looked at it like, oh, finally, because I've been saying 
for years, I was traveling. I had a couple injuries that I couldn't use my hands anymore. And I decided it was cheaper to travel the world than to live in Hawaii when one cannot work. So I packed my things up and I left and I traveled the world and I met people everywhere. And I taught along the way in person. Um, I worked in Australia. I worked in Bali. I worked in France. I worked in India. So as I was going along, I met people and I would be invited to come and teach and do workshops and things like that. And I had been saying to everybody, because everyone was like, oh, I'd really love to do Ayurveda with you, but you know, you're leaving or you're not here anymore. And I was like, no, I can do this. I can do this. Like we have, we have smartphones. <laughs> I can see you through my phone. Um, and people just didn't believe it. But in reality, what I'm doing when I'm doing an Ayurvedic assessment is I'm listening to your tone of voice, where you pause, your cadence. I'm looking at your facial expressions. I'm listening to how long it takes you to respond to me. All of these things, like how animated are you? All of these things are giving me clues. I'm just a detective, giving me clues as to what's going on in your body, where your body's natural state is and how far away from that natural state you are presently. So when COVID happened and the whole world went online, I was like, praise Jesus. (laughs) Finally, people are going to come around to understand what I'm talking about. So, but like everybody else, I had to scramble to get everything online because I wasn't set up for it because nobody wanted it. (laughs) And I don't blame them. I prefer touching my clients. You know, I do prefer, you know, being able to teach. I hate teaching yoga online, to be honest. I'm not the type of teacher that stands at the top of the room and and does the poses with you. I am the teacher that walks around and talks you through. And I want to touch my students. I want to adjust you. I find that that's really beneficial for both of us. I think we need human connection. So I am all for, I do teach regular yoga classes online, but I'm 1000% advocating for like, go back to the yoga studios, get touched, (laughs) please. So yeah, there are things like Ayurveda and energy work, which are much easier to do by phone and by video chat. And then there are things like physiotherapy and yoga and massage where obviously like, it's just better if I'm, if I'm there and I can touch you because it depends on how you learn as well. Like plenty of students, I can be like, you need to lift your right hip an inch. Other people need me to come by and say nothing and just lightly touch that hip and lift it up. And their you know, their whole brain explodes. It's like, Oh my God, there it is. So for some people, you know, online stuff is going to work really well. I can do physiotherapy with people online, but for other people, they really need that touch and to poke a muscle and go, I need you to breathe right here. This hamstring right here where I'm touching, bring the energy there, you know? So I think there's beauty in both online and offline. And we live in a world where we can have it all. So why don't we have it all? Like, go ahead, let's do it all. That's so true it, because we have my thing that I've been saying recently, like I own a event management agency and 
We have taken a big leap of five years ahead, in my opinion, of where we would have otherwise gotten to if COVID wasn't here. So the online hybrid event, it was simmering in the background. Those with big budgets were doing it. All of a sudden, COVID hit. And now it's, if you want to stay in business, this is how you need to move your business. So I really, like I think the... The jump in technology, the jump in our thinking of what's possible and what we can have has really, it's like leapfrogged five years into the future, but we've only traveled 18 months. So yeah, yeah, I think there has been huge changes in how we can do business, how we are thinking about doing business, even if we've had that in-person business model. Yeah. Yeah, you got to marry the two of them together. So when COVID kind of calms down, it's never going away. But when it calms down, what will your business look like, do you think? Will you relinquish the online or will you keep that nice balance of the two? What do you think that might look like for you? I I personally love doing my energy work sessions by via phone. I don't even want to do it on the computer. Actually, when people started to really be like video chat, I found it more challenging to do energy sessions with people because they're concerned like, oh, what do I look like? You know, As, and a screen is very debilitating in many ways. Think about like you can drive your car and have a conversation with the person next to you, but doesn't your energy change when you have to answer the phone in the car? If there's something scattered about it. So I've actually switched back to phone only for energy work. And my clients have all been like, at first they were like, what do you mean we're not doing video chat today? And I was like, as much as I love seeing your beautiful face, I want you to lay down, get your headset. Don't be hanging on your phone. Get your headset on, lay down, get comfortable, be relaxed. You don't have to worry about what you look like, especially if you're going through like a release and you're crying, like nobody's there to see you, <laughs> you know, and it, it just is such an easier and quicker session. Oh my God. People are just clearing so much more during these sessions because they're more relaxed and they feel more safe, protected. They're in their bed. They're on, you know, in their sacred place in their house and they don't have to worry about this face-to-face thing. It's just energy work and it's beautiful. They also don't have to worry about getting in the car, coming to you, being in someone else's environment. They're actually in their own environment. Yeah. And they're just listening and they're responding. That, yeah, that in itself is super powerful. I can see how that would work really well. And when I do massage, I have people come in, I will no longer do anything less than a 90 minute session on somebody. And I say, ideally, I'm doing a two or three hour session. People think that I'm out of my freaking mind. And then they come and experience it. And they're like, whoa, this is different. Part of it is I can access your whole body in that amount of time instead of like, oh, there's only 60 minutes for me to work on. Because if your shoulder hurts, it's there's stuff going on your hip. There's stuff going on your foot. Like it's not just your shoulder. (laughs) It's not, it's your whole body. Um, And I need longer to address that stuff. But it's also, if you got a 60 minute massage, you're like rushing to get out of work, Mm -hmm. throwing everything in your bag. You're getting, you know, you're running there. 
you're driving there, you're on the metro to get there. Things are happening. Things are late. There's traffic. You get there. If you get there on time, you barely are breathing. And then it's like, hurry up to relax. And really, you don't let go until 45 minutes into the session. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, well, we're done here. (laughs) So like giving, I feel like we need to start really finding this luxurious nourishment for ourselves and slowing down and scheduling ourselves into our lives. Because right now we're not scheduling ourselves into our lives. So yeah, take a half day, go have a nice lunch, come for a three hour massage, go home, have a nice dinner, relax. You know, I, I want something that Ayurveda taught me was that it's not necessarily about the herbs and the the procedures and the massages and the steams and whatever. A lot of it is when we take away all those sensory things and you, you don't even have TV, like we're in India, (laughs) you get to read by candlelight and sit in the hammock and breathe. It is the calming down, the chilling out, the simplifying that is what's healing people. And the, the other things are just accoutrements. They're just beautiful additions. Like, yeah, it's great to have a massage, but you know what? If you don't have the money to go and get a three-hour massage, go and sit in a hammock in the forest for three hours. You're going to get just as much as coming to be. So let's talk about the, the online experience in marketing because I know you've got some really strong opinions which I really want to dive into because it does lead to how you do your business your way and marketing online marketing your services online tell me about how that works for you (laughs) well the traditional way that traditional we're like what two years into this big online push back in my day Yeah, the things that I've been seeing, I feel really impersonal to me and it's upsetting. First and foremost, when people have talked to me, reached out to me about what they see on my website or, you know, when they're trying to sell themselves to me and they're like, tell me about your business. The first thing somebody always says to me is, I need you to pick something that you do. And I said, I have, it's integrated wellness. Yeah, but if you had to pick one of the things that you do, and I'm like, integrated wellness, that's the definition of integrated is there's like this tried and true equation for marketing. And and I just don't believe in that because there's not a tried and true diet for anybody. There's not a tried and true modality for anybody. We have to start thinking bigger than one thing. And when you are marketing for one aspect of people, you are only engaging them in one aspect of themselves. And humans are multifaceted, which is why people get into programs and don't finish them. And honestly, from a marketing standpoint, that's successful because they already have your money. They don't care if you finish the program or not because you paid $500, $1,000, $2,000, whatever you paid for it. And they've got your money and they don't care if you finish the program or not. Where I care. (laughs) Mm. I have clients who buy packages and if it's getting close to expiration, I'm emailing them. Like, hey, 
you, you know, you've got sessions to use. When can I get you in here? Let's create some time for you. Because I, I'm not there for the money. I'm there for the human. I'm living my purpose. And something that I feel is that so many people are just entrepreneurs these days. Nobody is a skilled worker of any sort. It's like, what do you do for work? Well, I'm an entrepreneur of, of what? <laughs> Most people are entrepreneurs. Most people are, you know, a business owner of, of some type, you know, or has, has some idea of what, of a dream that they would like, well, someday when I quit this corporate job, I'd like to do this. Those are dreams. Those are purposes. Those are passions. Well, everybody's, you know, marketing for entrepreneurs, everything for entrepreneurs, this workshop for entrepreneurs, energy work for entrepreneurs. I'm just so freaking sick of being entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's not who I am. I'm not a business owner. I happen to be someone who works for themselves, helping others. And that's, a, that's the personal aspect that I think that marketing is missing these days. And it frustrates me when people come and try to help me with marketing. It doesn't work for me because I care because I want I'm, I do not want you on your phone signing up for my funnel. I want you to put your phone down and connect with yourself and connect with your family members and connect with nature and connect with society. So yeah, sure. People are marketing things and making a lot of money and also disconnecting more and more and more from the world. But if your line of work, this is where I'm like, but my line of work is connecting, not disconnecting. So how can I use a marketing thing that's disconnecting? It, it doesn't work. So my marketing, what has worked for me is not marketing at all. It's talking to people. It is if I'm online scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever I'm doing, seeing that somebody has a question about something and I'm just having a conversation with them and I'm not doing it to make money. I'm doing it to help them. Like, oh, you know, somebody today posted about they had, um, what is it called when you, uh, you wake up and you, you feel like you're still asleep, like your consciousness has woken up, but you feel like my body's not awake yet. And there was like a list of people that were talking about this. And I was just like, hey, I can help you with this. Like we can get you waking up all the way inside your body. That's a, that's an easy thing to do. It, that's where most of my marketing comes into play is, is just through conversations. And I think when you and I were originally talking, I was saying how I yearn for the days of coffee shops and community boards because it was creating conversation and connection. And that's how I got where I am is through picking up flyers and going to different healers, different skilled tradesmen and learning, learning through my own experience and then going, I'd like to study this. How do I study this? Apprenticing with people, you know, things like that. And through creating deep connections with people, with my clients, I have managed to create lasting clientele you know, that 20 years, it's a long time. I've had people on my email list for 20 years that are active members who write me emails. I, every once in a while, I get an email that's like, hey, I know I haven't seen you in 15 years, but I really enjoy your emails when they go out. I really enjoy watching what you're doing. And I really appreciated that one time in yoga class where you said that one thing to me and that has stuck with me for 18, 15, 13, seven years. 
I've got clients who have flown me all over the world to hang out with them sometimes. <laughs> you know, you want to come teach yoga for a week and just hang out? Yeah. Okay. It's a really good example of how there is a spectrum in marketing. And whilst, a, you know, a really good funnel in the way that it's being sold to us, that the funnel will solve all your problems, you just need one one funnel, through to my marketing looks like conversations with people and returning and referring clients is what my marketing looks like. So I think there's a whole spectrum in between that. And so there's not there's not one size fits all, which is my kind of catch cry, is that you have to find the marketing that suits how you want to do business. And that may look like individual conversations. I was having a conversation with someone just earlier this week And they were saying, my favorite way to market myself, because I only work three days a week in my business, my favorite way to market myself is just to have conversations with people I meet. And they're all online conversations, but they just get in the DMs and have a conversation. And you just get to know one another. You're not pitching one another. You are just getting to know one another. And how valuable can that be when you go, Ah, oh, I was just looking for someone who can help me with X. And someone else goes, oh, I was just having a conversation with someone, not worked with her, but she might be the person who might be able to explore that with you. So yeah. just a conversation in itself is marketing, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about it enough. We don't. Yeah. And that's been my frustration is when people come to me and say, well, you're your marketing sucks because you're not funneling and you're not doing this. And I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) like, when can we, I feel like that's a very powerful sentence. I don't want to. Mm. Thank you. No, thank you. I don't want to. But you might have a funnel of sorts because if they go to your website and all of the call to action on your website is come chat with me, come talk to me. Like that is your funnel. You know, you just drive traffic to your website and the call to action on your website on every page is just the one thing. Call me, talk to me, chat with me. Like it, it, it is. So I think we're just sold on this idea of what a funnel must look like. Yeah, that's a really good point. Right. And I'm like, there is a multitude of ways we can do things. And I think funnel is, I feel, and maybe that's just because I've just come into this online business arena in recent years. That funnel is a new word to me. You know, I've had a business for 20 years and this word funnel hasn't really shown its head. But now in this online world, there's a funnel. Do this, do this, do this. I mean, and there's places where that will work. There is, you know, definitely. But at the end of the day, It is simply a, what is your one call to action that you want people to take when they find out about you? So we can look at marketing individually. How does marketing work for us? How does marketing fit with our ethos, with our values, with our 
services with how we want to do business. Yeah. And that right there connects so deeply with me that I'm like, somebody does that, call me, I'll give you my money. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's, it's the people that are emailing me 20 times a day that they're just, you know, timed emails that go out, you know, there are thousands of people on their email list. I'm like, stop emailing me. I'm did I unsubscribe, unsubscribe. But if somebody makes me feel like a human and that I am a unique person and that my business is unique, then take my money all day. Here you go. Just just take my credit card. Have fun with it. (laughs) Nice. So business behind the scenes for you, are you working with mums at home? Are you working with office workers, corporates? Are you working with entrepreneurs who are burnt out, stressed out because they can't make their marketing funnel work? Where does your clientele come from? Uh, My clientele comes from the human population. I I can't say that it's like, you know, moms or disgruntled employees or happy employees. It's, they're just humans because we're all flawed and we all need help and we all need support. So yeah, they come from all walks of life, all financial levels. You know, I've, I've clients that I donate my time to, and I have clients who I go and stay with and, and make thousands and thousands of dollars with. So people are people, (laughs) people Mm. are people. And it doesn't matter what you do or how much you make or where you live. People are people and everybody struggles at some point. And we all need love and compassion and understanding and help. So does that mean most of your work comes from referrals? Is referrals a huge part of how people find out about you? That's a really good question that I don't necessarily have a definitive answer to. (laughs) I am also a big flyer person. So I typically live in Sweden, but right now I've spent the since this whole year, all of 2021, I've been back in the States in New York and I am going back to my tried and true, putting up flyers. And I just, I've made some brochures and that's where a lot of my clientele has come from this summer. So they come, you know, out of maybe every hundred flyers I put out, maybe two call and get on my table or we do some type of work together. And then typically they have referred people Mm -hmm. to me when I was teaching yoga. So like, as I moved back to Sweden, my plan for marketing is essentially go and teach yoga classes and get people on my email list. It's tried and true for me. That's how I've amassed a huge email list is here's a piece of paper. If you are interested in receiving a occasional email, cause I'm not even good at monthly emails. <laughs> yeah. Sign up for it. And uh, when I have a workshop or something interesting or a thought that comes to me that I want to share, I will email. And here's some flyers. I do massage. I do Ayurveda. I do energy work. So I guess, yeah, word like I refer myself a lot. Mm. My one question that I was just thinking of when, when you were talking was how could you take your flyer concept of, you know, putting the flyer on the community board? How could we do that in a online sense? And you have an email list. So you can essentially use your flyer concept out to your email list. And it could be the same way. If you're thinking of your email list as that's my community board. So Mm -hmm. instead of physically going down to the community center, putting it on the community board, 
then you just take your flyer and put it out to your email list, was essentially your community board. How do you take those traditional concepts, think outside the box, and think about how can I do this differently or how can I maximize the tools that I have with my yeah. online marketing efforts, which your email list is huge. If you've got an email list, you essentially have a community board, right? Yes, absolutely. And then when things happen like the other day, it was amazing. I got an email from an online marketing person called the Six Figure Chick that I've followed for years. And Facebook went down, Instagram went down. And within two hours, there was an email that went out that was like, hey guys, don't forget your email your email list, because in moments when the social media craps out, you've lost everyone and you don't have anyone's contact information. So as long as you keep getting emails from people, you always have a voice. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) yes. And, And I don't utilize my email list probably as much as I should, mostly because I feel like people are overwhelmed with, I'm overwhelmed with emails. So I usually do it for workshops or just feel good emails. A lot of times I'll just send out a, like no particular reason. Just like, hey guys, you're loved. I appreciate you. Just want to say hi. It's Tuesday. I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> yeah, and and share one thing that they could do today that would make them feel better. So yeah, yeah. gold right there. <laughs> yes. Email marketing is gold. So talking about email marketing, if people want to reach out to you and know more about your work, get on your email list to get your tips on how they can just improve how they're living, how they're feeling, how do they do that? The easiest way is through my website, which is holisticmojo.com, and that will funnel you everywhere. So at the top of the page, there is you know the, the sign up for my email list. So you can just pop your email right in there. Below that on the right hand side are all the little links, the little circle icon links that'll take you to my Instagram, which honestly is just my opinion on things and cats and dogs and cute things and feel good stuff. I feel strongly at supporting people with lesser voices, quieter voices. So I do do a lot of advocacy through my my Instagram. So if you're not into that, you don't want to follow me on Instagram. Um, My YouTube is up there and I give out lots of tips, yoga classes, you know, that I've recorded, lots of recipes for things, lots of meditations, things like that. I'm always Mm. posting stuff on my YouTube. So that's a great way to stay connected with me. Yeah. Everything funnels right through there. There's a resources section that has interesting information. I do have a free 30 days to mindfulness course that you can get through my website. And that is essentially just little ways that you can get closer to yourself every day. Like, do I like my toilet paper over or under? You don't think about that stuff, but like some people are so like, it's over, it's under. And I'm just, my question is, I don't care which way it's supposed to go in your brain. I don't care which way you feel strong. I want to know why. So those are the things like to make you think like, why, why do I choose over or under? Is it because my mom did it? Or do I really just think this is the most logical way to do it? So getting rid of our society's beliefs, our familiar beliefs, our relationship beliefs, and getting back to our beliefs. Yeah. And you can buy my book, which is an Ayurvedic approach to cocktail making called The Conscious Alcoholic. You can get that through my website. So everything is there for you. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> 30-day program on getting in touch with your inner self and being mindful about that. Need to go get that. Yeah, brilliant. Fun. Sahara, I've enjoyed our conversation today. We've gone down all kinds of different paths and rabbit holes and talked about all <laughs> kinds of things. It's been really great. And to get off the, you know, marketing rabbit wheel, if you like, what do you call that? Yeah, but I've really enjoyed it. So thanks for joining me today. And if anyone wants to take advantage of that 30-day mindful program, like go check Sahara out on her website and get all the stuff. I've watched a couple of your YouTube videos. I'm going to try and make some oat milk from scratch. Um, So that's on my list. Yes. I've actually stopped doing it that way ah. because I got too lazy (laughs) and I just started. So and I, I only use it for smoothies mostly. So I literally just like water dump a quarter cup of oats into the smoothie and so it's essentially making oat milk without straining it and I was just like this is so much easier than sitting there and straining it so if you go and watch the oat milk video you don't have to strain it make life easier don't bother to strain it (laughs) because I have oat milk in my coffee so I'm like not so much I have coconut water in my smoothie but oat milk in my coffee so I'm like I'm gonna go try that it'll save me a ton of money (laughs) oh my god so much money so much money all right I'm going to love and leave you and I will talk to you again real soon. Let's stay in touch. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thanks so much for joining Sahara and I today and listening all the way to the end. If you want to take advantage of the 30-day free mindfulness course that Sahara has, I'm going to put the link to her website in the show notes And you can get those at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. This was a really interesting conversation with Sahara today, especially about how we're thinking about our marketing. There is so much noise out there on the internet at the moment about having the right funnel. The one funnel will fix all of your marketing woes and you will get clients streaming in your door. And while that might be a strategy that works for some people, it's not going to work for everybody. So the way that we're thinking about our marketing, it all depends, and which is my favorite saying, it depends, it depends on you as an individual, how you want to market your business, how you want to connect with your people. It also depends on how you work with your people. So as Sahara put in our conversation that she loves the one-on-one contact. That's what she thrives with for her business. She wants to get to know you. She wants to know that what she is doing with you is making a difference for you. And if that's the kind of work that you are doing, then conversational marketing is probably going to be more appealing to you than a funnel of step-by-step-by-step multiple selling points. That might not be the marketing strategy for you. So I encourage you to think outside your box. Think outside what all the noise on the internet is about and really connect with how you want to reach out to your potential clients. 
What is the conversation that you want to have with them? And then design your marketing strategy around that. And marketing isn't one-dimensional. Marketing is multi-dimensional. So it's not one thing that is going to be the thing. It's probably a combination of things that come together to formulate your marketing strategy. So it was a really good conversation with Sahara today. We, we dived into all sorts of things about how you look after yourself and how you might market your business. It was good to dive behind the scenes yet again of another business that is doing things differently and she is working her business her way. So if you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate if you could hit subscribe and then you will get the new episodes every week that they are released. And if like me, you listen on the Apple podcast app, then please leave us a rating and a quick review. This tells Apple that this is a good podcast and that other people should listen along. And so to have others come and listen to the podcast and work out how they can do business their way by listening to other business owners who are breaking the mold of all of the noise and doing business their way. That is it for me for this week. I will be back with you for another episode next week and I look forward to talking to you then.